are you dealing with any new aches and pains in your body? Well, go on over to thepurplesage.store and take a look at some of the CBD-infused products that they have there for pain management. They have some pain patches. They have lotions. They have creams and salves. They've even got the droppers for the CBD oil that you can put under your tongue. So give it a try. Hopefully it'll help. And hey, don't forget about your pup. They've also got CBD dog treats because, hey, your pups, as they get older, they start to get aches and pains too. So go on over to thepurplesage.store to get all your CBD products. Thank you. How exciting. How was your 2020? <laughs> you don't have to answer that. It's pretty much uh, an interesting ride, I think, for everybody. <clears throat> so for the last couple of weeks of the year, I got to travel to another part of the country that I enjoy going to very much, but that also is totally different than where I am normally from. And so I got to experience the holidays in a pandemic in a lot different environment than I have in the past. I don't, well, none of us have experienced the holidays during a pandemic, I hope. But um, this was just, it was a, it was kind of a surreal experience for me, especially once I got back and realized how different it was. Uh, before before I get to all that, um, so this year in the podcast, this is going to be, this will be the first. Uh, there's a lot of things coming up. There's a lot of, I've already got some interviews done, and I've got some interviews lined up that are very exciting. I'm very excited about. I hope it's things that you'll be interested in. But what I also wanted to do is... Uh, We've officially broken 100 listens. Wow, that's a milestone. <laughs> that that, And I think it looks like it's a total of maybe 10 individuals that have listened uh, to all these episodes. Um, kudos to you guys for suffering through, um, I guess, just me talking about stuff. I mean, if it's entertaining to you, great. Uh, but here's what I was going to do. So there hasn't really been a, a two-way relationship here. So I'm going to provide a means for you guys to provide feedback. If there's any topics that you'd like that you've seen kind of where the directions that I'm going, if there's anything you'd like me to elaborate on, if there's just anything in general that you're, you'd like to get my take on, feel free. Um, in the show notes, we'll have the, the information. So definitely look that up. So Basically, the topic today is, I guess, what, the tale of two cities, maybe, I guess? So, where I live, I live in a house. 
your standard suburban neighborhood in a uh, metropolitan area and so living in a house I don't wear a mask a lot I'm not I go out a couple of times a day at least um, on a school day it's to take the daughter to school go do my walk and then I usually will stop for a coffee. Now, at that point, that'll be the first time that I've put on a mask during my day. Would be whenever I stop to go to the convenience store to get the coffee. Now, where I spent the holidays was in an apartment. And I would imagine that apartment life is probably going to be like this anywhere you go. Um, save the area that I was in was still very... A lot of people wearing masks outside don't have a problem with that. Actually, I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, again, what's the difference? You expect a big gust of wind to come and blow the moisture molecules or whatever of the guy that's walking in front of you away? No. I mean, so, again, the mask seems totally reasonable to me if you're, even if you're in an outside, outdoor setting. If anybody's got a problem with that, you know, let me know. But, anyway, the... The mask, the wearing of the mask at the apartment. So, yeah, obviously you're pittering around the apartment, doing breakfast, whatever. No mask. But as soon as you go to leave, like, I got to take the trash out. I got to put a mask on. Because I'm walking down into a common hallway, into a common elevator lobby, down a common lobby, or, or down a common elevator, into a common lobby, and outside. And so you've got to be masked in order to get throughout that whole endeavor um, to take the trash out or to walk the dog or to go out to the car. So you, you're masking up. Again, don't have a problem with it. Um, I totally, I understand it. It's just different. It was a totally different. So whenever I got back here, I went to go walk the dog in the morning and I, I reached down to get my mask, to put my mask on, to walk out of my front door of my house. And then it dawned on me, you don't need to do that. <laughs> Now, I mean, I'd smoked quite a bit of weed the night before, but I'm not going to blame it on that. I'm going to blame it on that it was just obviously I had been doing it for a couple of weeks, and so it was a natural uh, reflex. But I started to think about how often am I wearing a mask here where I live, and it's not often. Now, when I go to work, A couple of places that, that I work are indoors, and therefore masks are required. But driving there, no, obviously. If I stop at a convenience store to get the coffee, yes. But so I suppose having seen both sides of this kind of a, um, you know, a, a lifestyle, it has given me a different, a little bit of a different perspective on it and I I think that's yeah it's kind of the trouble with everything right is when we don't see things from other people's perspective sometimes it's hard for us to relate or to understand what their problems are and I mean that's what we're all trying to do right is trying to get solve problems when we come into conflict we're trying to figure out a way through it and but if we can't see each other's side it's hard to to find that common ground. So 
with the mask thing, I guess it was just a, I didn't feel any more fear or any, I don't feel any less safe here, not, but it's because I'm not going out as often. So I guess that's where the difference is there. You're in a communal living facility at a, a apartment complex, a lot of other people around. And so, yeah, just common courtesy when you go out into the hallway that you're going to wear a mask. Now it's policy. Obviously they've got the signs posted up. It is the policy of the place, but even just out of common courtesy, I would think, even if they didn't have, I guess that's what we're missing in all this is common courtesy. So we got, I saw a video today of a group of people going through um, a mall or a shopping center or a store and without masks on and attacking people that had masks on. I don't get it. What are you? And name calling, even. I mean, it was just, it was insane. Now, I really hope that this is a small section of our society because, geez, if if we got a lot of people that are starting to, to, to behave like this, that's not, that is going to be a very difficult year ahead of us because it's uncalled for. If somebody is wearing a mask and if somebody wants to wear a mask, it's none of your business. They're not making you wear the mask. The store's policy is making you wear the mask. So why are you assaulting your fellow citizens, you dumbass? Because they want to wear a mask? So what? Maybe they want to wear a green shirt or a orange vest or a, who gives a fuck? So back the fuck off. Wow, what is wrong with people? So with a mask... Now, the masks that I have, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times before, I've got some that have filters that are replaceable. And so I think those are pretty uh, valid masks that would actually filter out some sort of a something. Um, and a lot of the people yeah, I still see wearing like the surgical masks, which again, kudos to that. I know there's some of them that are like just cloth that they're saying are not very effective. But again, it's something's better than nothing. If that's all somebody can provide themselves with, um, they're at least making an effort. It's better than some that have been previously mentioned that we'll not mention again to give them any kind of credibility. <clears throat> so the other thing that was a stark contrast from where I am currently living. Now, I know in Dallas, the big city of Dallas, that I live in a suburb of, there are some some issues with homelessness uh it's been a back and forth thing the city sometimes seems to me um very callous about it uh you know going on these sweeps and sweeping them out from under the bridges what i mean where are you sweeping them to is my question if if these people are just trying to live just trying to find a place to lay their head and you're going to come through with a bunch of billy clubs and sweep them out of this area just so it doesn't make it look bad. Well, you know what? Maybe it should look bad that you're not taking care of your citizens. Right? That's what this comes down to. So where I came from over the holidays in Denver, I, I haven't seen that level of homelessness in quite some time. I did visit California at one point in my life, and that was pretty bad. Went down to the Haight-Ashbury, and it's just an entire community uh, that's just established there. But this was, I mean, there were little tent communities, 
Um, but it was just, uh, it was heartbreaking, especially during the time of the year that we're talking about here. Um, man. And so I'm not trying to throw stones at nobody. I try to help whenever I can. I do have a little bit different philosophy on it these days. Um, in regards to how I give, I used to pay tithing to the church and then, you know, I slept okay at night thinking that they're going to do what they're going to do with the money. But and I've done the, you know, the donate at the cash register thing. Uh, don't ever ask Jernball what he thinks about that. He's not a big fan of that that technique. Uh, but so, but in a place like this, where literally I'm walking out of any store and I look and I see somebody and I know that that person is probably sleeping on the street. And I'm not judging by the way people are looking. But when you're pushing a shopping cart around with what looks to be your entire life's possessions with you, I, I would take a slight leap to say that that person is probably sleeping on the street. So when you see those people, sign or not, I don't care. Hand them something. It doesn't matter. Anything's better than nothing. Th these are people, I don't know. It, I have not... I haven't had a real crisis of conscience in a while like this. Whenever it really, this trip uh, really brought into focus a lot of things. And that is one of them, is the plenty in which most of us are living and, dare I say, take for granted. I mean, I'm 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 at, at an intersection seeing people in a tent, and then there's some not in a tent, and I'm, and I mean that's that's where they're, I'm I'm headed to an apartment, but that's there that's where they're sleeping tonight, is right there, at the intersection of this highway and this service road. That's home tonight, or maybe longer. So I'm not trying. To, I didn't want to get on some preachy thing about helping the homeless. But here, here's was my takeaway. My biggest takeaway from this was we pulled up to an intersection. I'm going to try to get through this without bawling my eyes out. We got to an intersection, my wife and I, and we had previously just been having a conversation about the homeless situation in Denver. And she's been there now for several months. And so it's not that she, but yeah, we, so she, she has seen a lot more of it than I have. And so and we were talking about shelters and why aren't there's vacant buildings everywhere. There's, I mean, they're selling weed like crazy money taxes that they're making off of this stuff. I don't know where they've got, there's got to be money to do something about this, at least open an extra couple of shelters. And so anyway, we were talking about the shelter situation we pull up to an intersection, and there's a guy standing there. But what caught my eye was one of the little tent city communities that popped up that was on the other side of the highway. Same thing, opposite side service road. And I saw that one, and I said, wow, look at that one. And she said, dude, it's right next to you. And I looked right just outside the door, and there was one right there. And there was a guy standing there at this corner. And so... Anyway, rolled the window down, pulled out the wallet, handed him some stuff. 
And this guy walks up to me, takes the money, and says, looks me right in the eye and says, I, I wish I had some black trash bags so that I could pick up some of this trash that's on the side of the road here because they think that it's from us and it's not. So here, here is a guy who's living on the street asking for help, but also willing to clean up the community. Why is he, why is he not being paid to do this? Why is the city, if, if he's willing to do something that none of us are willing to do, why is the city not paying him to do that and look at how that might change his life and I'm sure he's not the only one because in conversations with other people that actually live in Denver they've said the same thing they've said they've seen him doing it they've seen the homeless community picking up the trash on the side of the road man that makes it really hard uh, to sometimes to think about how maybe ungrateful I've been about the blessings and the wonderful things that the universe has brought into my life. So anyway, I hope that wasn't too heavy. Uh, it was really something that really impacted me. And, and I, I totally plan to investigate a little bit more into uh, maybe that and maybe finding a cause there that's already established and to try to help uh, maybe volunteer with them whenever I go up there and just make a point of trying to figure out there has to be a solution to that problem. Now, I know there's probably people who live on the street because they want to. They may, they may for whatever reason, um, they just that's where they feel comfortable and that's fine we could try to make him a little bit more comfortable and you know but the ones that that just really are, are have hit a hard patch or maybe a, a couple of hard patches and just need some help need or maybe just need we maybe we need to just re-evaluate how we mm. See, I don't know the first thing about city politics or how cities work. And I know that funding is tracked and it was supposed to be. Jesus, tell me where this weed money's going. Somebody. I, that's what I definitely would like to research. Because they could break off just a couple mil off of that and and do huge things for the homeless community. And, and it wouldn't even make a dent. I think I read an article while I was uh, uh, on vacation the California is going to break a billion dollars in taxes. A billion. That's just in taxes. And theirs is like the highest in the country, from what I've heard, on the cannabis industry. But so Colorado's been doing this for 15 years, man. Where's all the money? The roads are a disaster. That, their road system is something to behold, let me tell you. I mean, I ain't ever seen spaghetti like that on my GPS and I don't know when it's it's bizarre the way that their roads are built. 
uh, on top of a grids pattern, which is even more insane. It's like they did the grid pattern and then figured, nah, that wasn't good enough. We're going to make all these squiggly lines that intersect all of them at different points. It's wild. So anyway, um, definitely the money is not going to, uh, to fix the roads because the roads were terrible that I was there. Now, they had a lot of snow plows. We got snow twice. Definitely they handled that business like champs. I mean, I've here in Texas, when we get the ice storms, it's it's a shit show because it's kind of left up to each city. And it looked to me like they had a like maybe a, a county um, covering it because or maybe it was just subcontractors or guys who just do it. I don't know. But I saw a lot of guys driving pickup trucks that had uh, sh- uh, snow shovels on the front of them. And so but they're definitely handling that part of it. Uh, but as far as like the roads, man, there was potholes everywhere. Uh, we literally thought we busted. I think my son busted a tire um, by hitting a pothole. It was so bad. So yeah, there's there's definitely some questions I'd have and where the money is going, because, and I think in the just quick search that I did, there's only three homeless shelters there in Denver, and it looked like the restrictions on a lot of them would disqualify half of the homeless community, which that could be part of the problem. And these were things like um, not having places to sleep during the day. So like some of these, there are homeless people surprised. Don't be surprised by this. There are homeless people who actually have jobs, but $12 an hour for $1,500 a month in apartment complex is, or apartment rent is it's that the math doesn't work and to be able to eat and to get utilities. I mean, 1500 is about the average there and it goes up obviously from there depending on where you're at. But yeah, so there are people that work, so they're working, but maybe they work a night shift. Well, during the day they, there is no facilities at these shelters for them to sleep during the day. So what are they supposed to do? Well, they go find a bridge and go tuck up underneath the bridge to get some sleep before they got to go in for their shift. God, that's fucking, that's heartbreaking to me. It, but they doing it, aren't they? So kudos to them. Um, I don't know if I'd have the discipline. But, so there's situations like that. There's, there's females that are getting assaulted by male orderlies. Male orderlies shouldn't be anywhere near female of any kind. I don't care what it is. There ain't no call for that. So that's definitely an issue. I mean, if there's females that are single that aren't in families, they should be in a totally different area, and there should not be any male orderlies anywhere near that. Okay, these are people in the most vulnerable state that you could ever be in. Let's let's not have any situation where some sort of a, an issue can arise that, that would cause this person any kind of a discomfort. They're already in a, dis, in, in a discomfort as it is. They don't need any more of it. So situations like that, um, there was a list of them. And it was all things that I would think they could find solutions for. They could have a day room and a night room. You know, they, they could have, I mean, again, there are so many vacant buildings. And granted, I know somebody, that's somebody's property. But it, I also know that at the end of the year, people are looking for tax deductions. So if they t- do a deduction on a floor, the lower floor of a of a shopping center, to put a 
a couple of cots in there and, and try to do up something for them, man, I think it would make a huge impact. And I don't know. Like, so it, it's harder coming back home and not seeing it, not being right in my face. It's, uh, anyway, it was definitely a interesting experience. Now I've done a lot of travel in places and, uh, I've seen a few, you know, pretty rundown parts of town in, in other countries. And granted, I understand it can get a whole lot worse, but still for us to be quote unquote, the richest country in the world and writing um, financial aid to other countries into these stimulus bills that's supposed to be helping our own people. I read another article that said that they estimate there could be up to 50 million homeless people in our country. 50 million. And the reason we don't know is because there's no way to know. Um, you know, they, they, they move and meander. And what are you going to do? Corral them all up and, and tag them? I mean, but still, it's definitely something that our country needs to fix or figure out a way to at least talk about it because it's just ignored in, in the Denver area. I mean, now people know about it. And when you ask them about it, they've got an opinion about it. But what are they supposed to do? I mean, a lot of them are maybe a couple of paychecks away from that if, they, if they've been struggling through this pandemic, you know. So these are not the people that need to be helping. And, and I started wondering that. It's not like I'm some – I definitely get by – I mean, it was looking pretty grim there in December. If I hadn't, you know, hustled up some bushes and, and was able to scrape up some uh, some money that was owed, we may have had a, a pretty sour Christmas. But see, that's where I'm coming from. To me, that would have been difficult. Not not knowing where I'm going to sleep. Not knowing where my next meal is going to be. Not knowing if I'm going to get ousted from this tent that I've set up to try to keep the snow off of me. So I can get a couple of hours of rest. Again, I know it's a heavy, and that's not how I wanted to start the year, but it's definitely something that I'm interested in pursuing further. So there may be some episodes coming up in the future um, about uh, you know further exploration into the homeless situation in Denver and or Dallas that I look into. If those are things that you're interested in, um, check out the show notes and send me some, uh, send me some feedback. If there's other things that you're interested in, check, uh, me checking out, send me a, send me a tag. Let me know. I really appreciate all of those of you who've been listening. Um, this is really kind of a, I don't know, best way to call it is a passion project for me. It's, it's been fun. I've enjoyed doing it. Um, but I think it would definitely take it to another level to be able to uh, to just kind of hear feedback from others on what you think about it. Because obviously someone's listening. And uh, I don't know who you are, but thanks. Cheers. Okay, 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 okay. 
This is the one and only Javi G. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you might find podcasts. You can catch me on YouTube, Javi G channel, for all the fun updates. You can see me on TikTok, Javier Gobbledone. You can see me on IG, Beam 77 Anywhere you can think of me, I might be. Have a good one. <laughs> nice. Beautiful.